0: This is the Business and Couples podcast with Shari and Andre. Shari and Andre will share with you what it takes for couplepreneurs to thrive in their business and in their relationship. They address those challenges that are unique for couples who are in business together. Shari and Andre have been a couplepreneur since 2002 and know firsthand about the challenges couples in business face. And now, Shari and Andre.
1: Hi and welcome to this episode of Business and Couples podcast with Sherry and Andre and today we have a great topic for you. I'm Andre
0: and I'm Sherry and I'm so excited about this topic. It's one of my favorite topics.
1: Yes, we're going to be talking about uh, Sherry dealing with the what's so and so I think the first thing to maybe get into is well what do we mean by dealing with the what's so?
0: Yeah, dealing with what's so what we mean by that is dealing with what actually is happening not the story that we make up about what's happening you want to explain what that means
1: yeah what we're saying is that something happens and then we make meaning around whatever is happening what we call a story about what is happening and actually the danger in that is when we make up a story around what is happening, it causes us to be distracted. There's also the whole piece about not being productive. What else happens? What are some other impacts, uh, Sherry, when we don't deal with the what so?
0: Well, certainly there can be upsets. And, you know, um, because something can happen, and like I might see it one way, and it never was meant to be that way. So um, you know that takes us totally off um, uh, what we're trying to accomplish, and uh, we waste time, we get upset with each other, and um, uh, can blow the whole thing that we were really trying to accomplish to begin with.
1: Yeah, I know that's happened to us, where I have said something, and my intention was one thing, and you, it landed with you in a completely different way. And there have been things that you said and your intentions were one thing and I took it a completely different way from what the intention was. So I actually made up the story around what had been said because what actually was said and the intention around what actually was said was completely different. And I think a lot of it has to do with, with expectations. We have a, an expectation for something and then it doesn't come out the way we expect it to come out
0: and uh, that's only happened once or twice in over the 20 years we've been together
1: yeah yeah more <laughs> like uh once or twice a week uh, maybe well, even once, once or twice, twice a day, a day.
0: <laughs> you know because we we you know we all have expectations it's just uh the way we're wired and something happens that we expect someone to do something. Um, I'll expect Andre when I ask him a question to respond to the question and you know given what Andre's doing he may take a minute or two to actually come back with his answer. So expectations are just things that we naturally have and we have what I've learned to do is suspend those expectations and let them go.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point you're making is, is about suspending the expectations because when we're able to really detach ourselves from our attachment to an expectation, then we can actually deal with the what's so. I remember this was several years ago. Back when we first started in business, it's probably around 2004 probably. I had a trip to St. Louis, and I thought I had my ticket purchased, but it wasn't purchased.
0: And I think I was the one who was taking care of all the purchasing.
1: Yes, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we didn't we didn't have a travel agent. We were yeah. a travel agent, yeah. Then, right?
0: Yeah, and you and that was a time when you were traveling nonstop for this one company, and you were had multiple trips in a week, and it was it was really a lot to manage, a lot to do. More more so for your traveling than for me to manage the tickets, but.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing about it was not having purchased this ticket, it was like we discovered this like at one o'clock because this was a flight that I would take weekly. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like it was unusual to take weekly. It was
0: a big oops. Yeah, it was a big
1: oops. <laughs> and I, I think the flight left around 4.30 in the afternoon or something like that. We we're going to St. Louis. And we discovered around one o'clock that, oh, we don't have a ticket you know, for this thing. And it was so close to the flight, they wouldn't let us purchase the ticket online. So we had to go to the airport. And of course, you know, we live a little bit of ways from the airport and I hadn't really packed yet for the the trip. And so it was like this whole now rush of stuff to get done, to get to the airport in time to purchase the ticket. And I'm kind of picky about the seat I want to have on the airplane as well. A little picky. Yeah, like like I have to have an aisle seat. And what happened on the way to the airport, and we were running late, right? And what happened on the way to the airport was a flat tire.
0: Yeah, it was a flat tire on our
1: big conversion van. Right, it's not like you just kind of take out a jack and jack this thing up and pop the tire off. And even if I could have done that, we were going to be really, really late uh, because it takes a. It wouldn't really, have worked. No, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't yeah. work. So, my initial reaction to the whole thing is, is I'm recalling it right now. My initial reaction is like, why in the world would this have to happen at this particular time? And what I was actually doing was I was actually resisting what was happening.
0: Yeah, who wouldn't want to resist what was happening? It wasn't really very good. But um, what we had to do was get into action. So the first thing that I did was call my son who lived in an apartment nearby so that he can come and pick up up Andre and take him to the airport. Now, Andre naturally did not want to leave me on the side of the road with a van, with a flat tire, and he had to get to the airport. So that's what he did, and then when my son came, picked him up, got him to the airport, and he was able to do what he had to do, and I did what I had to do and got a towing service, and they handled the van, and um, that was really dealing with the what-so of it. There was a, Andre had to get to the airport, I was in a van that had a flat tire, and when we handled it now. Did we initially and maybe have a few minutes of upset and being distraught about it? Yeah, we did. But then we really just got clear on what needed to happen, suspended all the chatter in our head, and had successful outcomes.
1: Yeah, because like this, we were talking about expectations. This was not what we were expecting. No. So, and the point I think you're, you're making is so key. For couples in business because things don't always go the way you expect them to go now if i had stayed in that state of resistance then we never would have been able to get to a successful conclusion that's why we talked about it. it's a distraction it the impact is upset conflict and also to a loss of productivity
0: oh yeah and we didn't let it get in the way Of what had to happen and get in the way of pointing blaming um, looking for excuses or any of that stuff that you know might be the natural tendency to get into when things aren't going the way you want them to and um, and so that when Andre was on the plane he felt good about being on the plane when the tire was fixed and I got back on my merry way we didn't have anything that we had to clean up as far as what we said to each other or come down from the situation and calm down and, and we were able just to move on and and obviously make be much more careful about the tickets and everything to make sure that that never happen again.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, we put a structure in place yeah. so that the same thing would not happen again. And so really when we speak of dealing with the so, because we as human beings, it's natural for us to fall to the default, which is that initial reaction to something. And what we're speaking to, though, is interrupting that and actually causing a response.
0: Yeah, and that's not the easiest thing to do because it happens so fast. We're, as as human beings, we're wired that way, that there's something that happens and then we react. And really... If we slow it down, like they do on, you know, doing play rewinds when they're showing a football, when someone um, fumbles, right, something, they'll, they'll look at the scene and they'll break it down and they can spend days looking at this one, this one thing, but it happens in an instant. And that's what happens um, when we have these, these disempowering and these, these reactions to things that are happening.
1: The whole piece that is going to make a difference is to create a context that empowers. And so let's take a second to talk about what we mean by when we say create a context that empowers. And first of all, let's just define what context is, uh, Sherry, so that... Our audience can get a feel for what we're speaking to here
0: yeah Andre likes using words that are really clear as context and I say okay what does that mean and I, I say that's just a place to come from you know something's happening and what are the circumstances that we're making it mean so it's just a place to come from
1: yeah so this place to come from initial when we have the initial reaction to something that's the default that's one place that we could stay in and come from that place. That place is not going to get us a a good result or the desired result that we want. And so we're saying, let's interrupt that because that's all occurring inside of what we call the primal vein, limbic brain. And we want to move it from that space to the more creative part of the brain, which will allow us to then respond to something. So there is a distinction between reaction, reactive, that place to come from, or that context, if you will, which is that place we come from, to being a responsive action, which is created. And that's the context that we want to come from, or that space or place that we want to come from. And it all has to do with perception. You know, it all has to do with how we perceive something and how we, we connect to something that we are perceiving. You know, I use the example of a roller coaster, and and it's really funny because I really like roller coasters. And so if you hadn't been to Cedar Point, you know, just outside of Cleveland, I highly recommend it if you love roller coasters. And Sherry does not like roller coasters.
0: No, I don't like roller coasters. They terrify me and get me all anxious.
1: Now, the thing about it is, on a roller coaster, the physiological changes that happen, such as the increase in the heart rate, the adrenaline pumps, there is this whole piece that happens with the body. It's inside of a context, at least for me, because I like roller coasters, of excitement. So the context is excitement. But now for Sherry,
0: I have that same physiologically uh, feeling. My heart starts pumping, my Throat gets tight, uh, my hands clench, but it feels awful because I'm terrified.
1: Yeah, so the context, if you will, or the place that you're coming from is one of being terrified. Danger. Or there's danger. danger. Yeah. Versus for me, it's one of excitement. So let's talk then about some things that you can put in. This is going to support your business thriving, and your relationship thriving as couplepreneurs is creating a context that is empowering, a place to come from that empowers you versus a place to come from that disempowers you. So the first thing in terms of dealing effectively with the Hwasso is to observe and distinguish when you are creating a disempowering context, because as Sherry mentioned, it happens—it happens so fast that if you don't observe, and this will take effort.
0: Yeah, this takes a little. This takes work. It takes really saying, "I want to have a shift in my normal everyday way of looking at something." So, when you are feeling and you have some type of physiological change and everyone handles these disempowering reactions differently. I tend to quench my teeth. Other people I've seen, they'll start rubbing their neck or they'll tapping their finger or some people, they actually get hot. So identify when you are having this disempowering conversation in your head by feeling this and observing your reaction. And when you do that, then you can say, oh, what am I thinking? And you say, okay, let, let me separate about what I'm thinking and actually what is happening. And when you do that, then you have an opportunity to come and look at it in a different way that can actually
1: empower you. And that's what's going to make a difference. So take away from this message today about dealing with the what so, is to observe and distinguish when you're creating a disempowering context and have a shift to create a context that is empowering to you, one that will allow you to get into action as individuals, as a couple, as a team, so that you can achieve the desired results that you want to have, which is what we all want to do. So. We're going to come to a conclusion now with this podcast, and we hope this information has been beneficial for you. That was our intent. And Sherry, do you want to say anything in closing? Yeah, you know, share what you
0: discover. Practicing and practicing, and we look forward to having you listen to our next podcast.
1: All right. Awesome. So we'll conclude with that and we will see you on the next episode of Business and Couples Podcast with Sherry and Andre.